What's going on, everybody? My name is Angel Luando, and this is No Parking. In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing business owners and influencers, seeing how they actually did it. Have you, like me, wondered, are they making any money? Are they making more money than their 9 to 5? And most importantly, are they happier now than they were when they were working their 9 to 5? These are some of the questions that we'll be answering and asking here. Um, what I'm going for with the podcast is a happy hour-esque vibe to it, basically interesting cool conversations with dope people and that's it so if you get any knowledge from this podcast dope if you're just entertained and love listening dope whatever it is i appreciate you for being here and listening uh yeah enjoy the podcast everybody All right, what's going on, Dara? Thank you for being on No Parking today. Um, for everybody listening right now, this is a good friend of mine from high school, followed his passion, followed his dream, and uh, now we're about to see how he did it, where he's at today, and how he consistently does it every single day and uh, doesn't park in his comfort zone and, you know, keeps getting it, keeps grinding. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Dara. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Dara. Um... Uh, yeah, so I'm an art director at a few agencies right now. There's some places that I can't mention uh, where I'm working at. Okay. Sure. Just to kind of give a background of who I am, you know, I grew up in San Diego. Definitely a different time growing up. Uh, it was very, like, hood-oriented. Uh, shout out shout out to Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Crawford, you know, City Heights going down east. Oh, side. man, the hood. Uh, you know, I mean, that, like, it was the hood for what what it was for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Because ever since moving out to LA, like I know what real, <laughs> you know <laughs> you what like, oh, I live in the like, hood until you moved yeah, out to LA and you're like, oh like, shit. <laughs> yo, driving through Compton is something else, man. Um, Not just driving yeah, through Compton, like actually yeah, living near Compton. Like, yeah, it is. It is crazy. But uh, yeah, you know, so that's, that's where I grew up. And just kind of briefly talking about like my jobs and my careers. Like I, mm-hmm. I started off as anything else. I was a bus boy going to retail, eventually moved into like doing service tech for uh, like Microsoft, a weird transition that like we can go into getting into where I'm at now. Um, I took a leap of faith and I moved up to LA five, six years ago. Um, Damn, has it been that work. long so far? God. Man, yeah, time man. flies, bro. It's been a minute, man. Like, I feel like I've been living out here longer than San Diego. Jesus. Yeah, I remember you were gone. I remember just when you left, you were just, like, gone. Like, in my early 20s, you know, I was, like, in and out at the hospital because my dad was, he had cancer. And that was, like, a big moment in my life. And there was, like, a lot of people who were still doing what they had to do, you know, uh, enjoying yeah. their lives. Like, I'm not one to judge anybody, for sure. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, but I was in the hospital the majority of the time. And then mm-hmm. after my dad got better, he had a stroke out the hospital again mm-hmm. and this cancer came back and then he passed away. And I was oh, like, wow, man. I was like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something about my life. Like I was How old were you at the time? when my dad passed. Yeah. 24, 25. Jesus. So still fairly young to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, that's young. And, and my dad was like an important part of my life. You know, he was my biggest fan. He might, was my inspiration. He, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember was, sometimes when we, we used to go over to uh, your pad, and I remember, was it your dad or your uncle had this like triad tattoo on their like <laughs> on, on their hand or on their neck? They had it somewhere. Yeah. And I remember me and Andrew kept <laughs> making fun of that. Like, bro, you're in, your family's in the triad. <laughs> seen that, 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 that before. That was that was my uncle, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just had that gangster tattoo right, right next funny. to his trigger finger. <laughs> when he came out, y'all were like chopping it up too. I was just like, God damn it! I'm like, I'm not gonna hear the end of this shit. Um, no, my, 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 my dad was like, 
the calmest, nice, like he was polar opposite from everybody else in my family, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, like growing up, we were, uh, like around gangs, around all these, like, you know, drugs and all this shit. Yeah, of course. Um, but my dad, he was just like, you know, made sure that we were raised differently. Like, you know, he wanted to make sure we were loved, wanted to make sure we were taken care of and, Mm -hmm. you know, to his best, to the best of his ability. And, um, and yeah, he he was an he was an artist back in my country, back in Laos. And after he passed, I was like, man, nobody else in my family is doing what he's doing, you know. Mm. Nobody's and, uh, taking the candle, so to speak. Like, yeah, you know. And I I want to carry on his legacy. I want to keep doing what he's doing. And um, originally, I was just gonna join the army because you know I was in ROTC for like yeah. years. I was I like. <laughs> I was oh. all about it too. I was like, Ooh, "Yeah, I'm ready, you were going <laughs> home. This boy was about to go." <laughs> Damn. Uh, uh, and that was right before. Um, what was that? Because what? What year did you graduate? You graduated oh six, right? Oh seven. Oh seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. We're gonna join the military. I was about ready to go, and then you know, after my dad passed, I was like, "Okay, you know, I got to do something different. I want to carry on this legacy." So. Uh, I went to art school and mm-hmm. as a vote of confidence or whatever, uh, I dropped out halfway. Oh, damn. Okay. So it wasn't yeah. art school, so to speak, wasn't for you. No, it wasn't for me. Like, you know, go, at least the art school that I went to, it was basically me paying thousands and thousands of dollars just to rent out a studio and me doing what I've already, already been doing. On my oh, own wow. Time. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I didn't want to be in debt of like $120,000 like, you know, more just so that way I'm sitting down drawing what I could already be doing in my own time. So I dropped out. Then I was going to focus on being a service tech. I was like, that's where the money's at. Uh, but man, that job was boring. And I got plenty of horror stories with that. Myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when I moved to LA, I got the opportunity to work at Jim Henson's, um, working for like the Muppets, Sesame Street and stuff as a production assistant. Okay. So uh, go back just a bit. So yeah. what was the driving factor of you moving out to LA, moving from SD up to LA? That's just where the opportunities were, you know, that's where the industry is uh, as much as I love San Diego. And at the same time, it's also like how we're saying, like, we want to get out of our comfort. I think more than half the people that I know down in San Diego are so afraid of LA. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Oh, it's fucking Hollywood. It's smog. It's dirty. It's disgusting. Yep. And it's different when you live out here though. You know, like I, I consider this place like my second home. That was the main driving factor just to get out of my comfort zone, just to get into the industry of where the opportunities were going to be at. And yeah, you know, I tried doing it in San Diego, but it just wasn't like, I, I could have been, you know, uh, like doing copies at, kinkos and then like mm-hmm. working my way out from there like okay there are opportunities but when jim henson's gave me a phone call to be their production assistant even then i took a big pay cut too i went back to minimum wage like oh wow i was making i was making good money at um at microsoft but i was mm-hmm. like i gotta start over i gotta yeah. i gotta earn it so how did you get um, this opportunity at jim henson uh so i knew a friend that had worked there and they knew that i was trying to get into this type of career and that's the thing about networking that i kind of want to talk about like we can talk about later yeah 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 um but he's a very good connection very like helped me out and helped me move out here and introduced me to the people that were working at jim henson's like mm-hmm. the creative producers and directors and such and when i got the opportunity i was like i, I can't say no to this like this yeah. is a big deal you know not just comes once in a lifetime yeah 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 of course the change so, of your life right there yeah 
And uh, yeah, and I took it. I, I did that for a few months and then got another opportunity uh, through another connection to work at the gaming industry. And I'll go into detail about that too. Yeah. Then I went, uh, after doing that for three years, I wanted to branch my horizons and like got into t- uh, TV and film. I was also doing like freelancing like throughout this whole process too. Okay. So, so even after like my eight hour jobs, I was still doing like another eight hour job and making sure that I could utilize my time to be fully creative into like my full potential. At the same time, there were qualms of just like juggling too much. But yeah, now I'm a, uh, I've been an art director for a couple of years and it's been a good deal. And living life right now, huh? Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy like scenario and sequences of how uh i got here so okay and um so i was going to ask you so why this field why the art field what would you um label the field that you're in right now it's kind of hard to explain because it's open to interpretation uh, Mm -hmm. a little bit because there's a different understanding of the creative world there's like a marketing aspect to it there's uh like the freelancing there's advertising um i've kind of dabbled into multiple aspects of this world okay um it is definitely like a fully creative experience right the agencies that i've worked at like we've built off social platforms we've built off ad revenues doing through through advertising through our partners yeah the biggest motive for me to do this was uh, again my my dad you know my fulfillment of just being creative that's always been an important factor for me i wasn't held back by a lot of obstacles that were going in my way I'm I'm trying not to get down a rabbit hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's so cool. It's okay, man. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Because I know, like later on, it, it's 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 all gonna come together. But okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So, um, what are some of the insecurities that you had? You know, starting off on this track. Um, somebody I listened to, Gary V. Uh, he he talks about the voices that are in your head and the voices around you. Um, learning how to silence all of those so you can stay focused. What are some of the voices? that were around you that you had to, you know, silence or people that you had to kind of step away from if there was any people, anybody uh, in your life at the time. So that way you could stay focused on your career and your passion. Oh yeah, absolutely. And early on, I was super insecure about uh, everything because I was going into a whole new world in like my late twenties and seeing, can I still do this? You know, like, uh, am I able to like go back and do the things that I was previously doing? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I I took a leap, but the biggest thing was, uh, comparing myself to the competition, Mm. right? Like, like how you said, there's like voices in your head, but sometimes those voices in your head is just stuff you're making, like stuff you're making up. Like, uh, you, you get lost into your own fear. Um, you create all these scenarios that aren't true. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary feeling, especially being creative. It's a very subjective field uh, where people are going to criticize you a lot for the things that you do. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're working on a bigger project that is partnered with, you know, marketing and such, like they have a lot of handle on what you make too. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily fall back into what you're capable of, uh, capable of in your creative, but yeah, still to this day, it's, it, I, I see somebody on Instagram. I see somebody else making something cool, and I'm just like, "Fuck! I wish I can like. I wish I can be that." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you start judging yourself at the scale of yeah. others, and you you start doubting yourself. You start doubting your skills, and it's just like, "Man, I don't I don't think I'm cut out for this." But mm-hmm. everybody has their own stories, and like, even for people who say they like they're not creative and they're not 
capable of doing anything of like of what we do it's like i i don't believe that's true at all you put your mind into it like you can do anything that you want mm-hmm. i i see this more as a collaboration um and that's kind of what helped me take away some of that fear and take away some of that doubt that i have about myself where mm-hmm. it's like I'm learning from people who do like motion graphics or specialize in uh, typography, specialize in uh, video editing. Like those are all people that we're all here to help each other. We're all here to enhance, of, uh, you know, our specialties and our, our expertise. Um, there's no reason for me to be jealous. Why not just work together and make something mm-hmm. cool together? You know, is that what you see? Um, uh, is that, something that's prevalent in in the industry like in the art industry of being jealous or trying not to copy other people's work or you know being uh apprehensive to ask advice from an artist you look up to or somebody in the field that you may want to learn about say video editing stuff like that um yeah could you could you talk about that a little bit yeah no absolutely i like this is like the biggest insecurity like i you know i talk to people all the time and i try to be a mentor in a way. And I try to also learn from my mentors, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like the biggest thing is that people rush into success. Um, they get kind of overzealous about, you know, the position that they're at or they feel entitled because of they were creating X and Y. Um, mm. And that's my biggest fear um, is that I will get lost into the mix. Uh, mm. because then you get a, then you start to lose sense of who you are. Okay. Um, you want to be able to, you know, maintain your character, maintain your charisma and maintain who you are because you want to be able to be unique in this type of world. At the same time, I, with that, yeah, people are afraid to ask others for help, uh, because, uh, they want to be able to hold their own they want to be able to say i created this you know mm, okay it becomes a very ego eccentric place sometimes mm-hmm. but the biggest thing for me was that when i asked for help it opened up so much more doors you know wow. like it gave me the ability to network it gave me the ability ability to uh, learn what other creatives are doing and how i can interpret that into my own uh creative one thing that i developed was the ability to know how to network i didn't think the issue in this day and age is that everything is so easily accessible Mm -hmm. um that it's it's like hey i can just message you and it's like hey which i get all the time too it's like hey can you just give me a job like put my resume in and it's like no you kind of have to put in the work you got to put in the time um and when you're networking it's not like you're just i know somebody who works at microsoft i know somebody who works over here it's like you have to build a genuine connection Mm-hmm. You have to genuinely care about a person and then about their well-being because they're taking care of you and their name is on the line. So like, how can we take care of each other? And collaboration has always been the big key um, of overcoming that fear, especially when you're starting off as like a junior designer, you know, you come out of college, you want to like get straight to the trenches and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you want to come out a warrior, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, that comes with not, not being afraid for the ask, which, you know, is those DMs is all of that stuff, but not coming off in your opinion, don't automatically jump to the ask right away. Don't just yeah. pop up in the, in the DM, like, Hey, give me a job. Yeah, hey. no. 
you know, start, you could start off slow. You could start off with commenting on the person's work, like constructive comments on the person's work over a period of time. So that way they see Mm -hmm. your thing and then getting into the DMs and maybe asking advice on certain stuff. And then, you know, slowly getting to, you know, Hey, this is what I do. Do you guys have anything open on your, in your area? That that's like the perfect way to say it. It's just like, you should be able to prove yourself of your worth, your value, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just because you know somebody doesn't mean like you can automatically have a foot in the door. Yeah. Um, I mean, cool. If you do cool, if you do get your, your foot in the door and it works. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great. But, but 99%. (laughs) Yeah. no, Because a lot of times it uh, like, I, I think early on my career when, uh, when I was in the gaming industry, I would try to help somebody out and try to get somebody in. And I would ask them even for the simple things, just like their portfolio and resume. They don't even have that width up, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's not like it's a retail job where I can like, Hey, this is, we're stocking shelves. We're doing this and that, Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just like, I need something that, that holds weight and value. Yeah, of course. If you come with me to nothing and just because we, you know, drew back in high school or (laughs) doodled on the desk, (laughs) tagging on the wall, whatever, it does not, like you can't put that on a resume. Yeah, no. Okay, so have, making sure you have your work with you, make sure you have your portfolio with you will help out, you know, Absolutely. your journey in getting a job, having some tangible things that they can take, look at, and, you know, shoot to upstairs or shoot to their boss or, you know, mm-hmm. shoot to their director. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask, how do you say, you know, uh, in the field, like you said, it's, it's very hard to um, stay mindful of who you are and not get caught up in everything of like, oh, my position, my title, what I do or who I work with. Um, how do you stay so grounded now that you're in the career um, that you're in now? Um, you know, you're out in LA, you're making good money, you're traveling, you're working with people. So mm-hmm. how are you uh, staying grounded? I mean, yeah, again, like just kind of staying true to yourself is, is super important, right? Because mm-hmm. I think when you have the confidence and the ability to sell not only your work, but yourself, it goes a long way. Um, yeah, there's numerous times where I just like, I've messed up so many times and I've, I've just learned from it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who messed up a lot and don't learn from it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's the, that's the hardest part to overcome. Um, because when you see failure, you're just at quick to just give up. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, like, uh, just to go to where all these positions are, like, um, I started off as a junior designer going to senior designer, going to art director, going to like all these different positions. But once you're in the industry, there's so many different avenues. Like once you're a junior designer, maybe you want to pivot into junior editor or junior graphics designer or, um, motion graphics. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, uh, concept illustrations, there's, uh, um, concept design. Uh, so it's like, which, tree do you want to go and continue to grow in your path right and that's crazy to think about too because you would think just like oh art is you know art you don't realize that there's all these sub tiers underneath that in your position it's not just like okay yeah this is no there's (laughs) all these different tree branches that you can go that also branch out into their own things yeah like i i I didn't even know that going in um because i i just figured out like okay cool it's i'm gonna work uh, a sales associate to (laughs) uh 
a manager that's opening the store to, you know, managing like a bunch of different retail stores. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, it's just like black and white or uh, cookie cutter like that. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just surrounded myself with creative people. And I think that's what kept me grounded most of the time, because once I see what the struggles are of a motion graphics artist and what I see the struggles of other creatives are going through, it like reminds me myself that like, I'm not alone. Mm. There's different troubles and qualms that people go through and at the same time like what's most important is self-care that's been a big thing for me as of this past year where you know you gotta be able to take care of yourself Uh, there's nights where I would stay a whole week until four in the morning just doing something minuscule for a company and it (laughs) would go nowhere but I was grinding you know Mm -hmm. Um, and nobody saw that and it took a toll on me so being able to take care of yourself and like doing something outside of your comfort zone is 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 very much needed like Mm -hmm. i would consider myself a homebody and very like introverted but every now and then like you gotta go out and explore you know yeah what what advice do you have for um people that are that may be like you that are more introverted but have to actively sell themselves because at the end of the day, um, you know, the business that you're in, you still have to market yourself. You still have to sell yourself. You still have to, you know, have those conversations. So what's some of the advice that you can give somebody that is a homebody who is an introvert? Uh, I think it's, it's just finding your motivation. I think, again, surround yourself with supportive people. I think that's going to be able to be your something you can fall back on. Um, like when I moved out to LA, I didn't know anybody when I moved out here, you know, I kind of left everything behind and sacrificed a a lot that, you know, my old friends just kind of forgot. Mm -hmm. And so coming into a new place, I was like, well, don't know anybody, you know, and all my old friends just kind of abandoned me and all this stuff. It's like, I'm literally by myself. Mm -hmm. And but that was a challenge. And I think you have to go through those challenges and to like persevere. It's just don't get caught up in your own thoughts, like surround yourself by those supportive people and, um, and, and, and utilize them, mm. uh, not use them, but use that as your, your practice your, uh, cause I would not be anywhere if it weren't for that support continuing to remind myself my motivation of why I'm doing what I'm doing, finding the little things, uh, you know, keep staying creative. And when you have some downtime, start learning some new things. Like just because we are, we might find ourselves in a perfect spot or an ideal spot. Um, some people get very comfortable and, uh, and they, and they stay there and they don't continue their growth and they sometimes wait for something to happen. And that, something is never going to happen if you don't take any actions. That's, that's a good line right there at the end of it. Like nothing, nothing outside of the norm is going to happen if you don't actively take action Mm -hmm. to change your circumstance. And uh, damn, take me, take me into that real quick. You moving out to LA, not knowing anybody, how much, how much money did you save up before you made the move? Like, like go through that give me some details like because of course people think like oh okay well i'm gonna pursue my passion pursue my dream yeah i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna move but i need this astronomical amount of money i need to save up you know fifteen thousand dollars and 
you know, I need to have something set up over there. I can't just get up and go like, take me through that on your end. Did you have everything set up? Like how much money did you save up before you left? Like, you know, where did you stay? I have nothing, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the struggle and, is real, man. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like, uh, so I had, I had started my own company called Panda Feet Productions. Uh, we basically did a lot of photography and videography. Uh, we okay. were lucky. We were lucky enough to have a lot of car clientele. So we did a lot of coverage for specific cars like Lamborghinis and mm -hmm. Porsches and like car shows and stuff. When I was at that moment that I knew that I wanted to get fully creative and quit my job in Microsoft, I was all in going on Panda Feet. I was like, cool, I'm gonna start my own company. This is like okay. where it's gonna be. Mm -hmm. And my business partner at the time were we're good now, but he, he <laughs> yeah, there's a little side note. We're good now. Yeah, we're good. We're good now. But he, he just ghosted me. <laughs> and he's your partner in the business as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was just me and him running it. You know, we were almost to the point where we we're going to like hire people to, and he had a breakdown, which, you know, and I understand now because it's not, it's not for everyone. It's not, mm -hmm. um, so what was it? Was it the uh, the workload? Yeah, um, we had we did cars for kids, uh, which is a great uh, foundation. Then we were working with Lamborghini and Porsche, like which we never thought we were gonna get. Oh wow, Jesus! Yeah, how do you guys jump from <laughs> cars to kids to Lamborghini? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just because like people who know each other from the industry, and it, it, if you do a good job, like they are the word of mouth, you know. Oh, wow. And okay. So it was just word of mouth stuff. You didn't reach out to Lamborghini and them. They just. No, they, they, uh, Porsche specifically too. They, they just needed a videographer. And because we did such a good job for the car for kids, um, they reached out to them and they were just like, Hey, we know a couple guys that wow. could totally do it. And, um, you know, we committed to it. We did it. It was great. That's it a just, cool little intro right there. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, no, no. You never know where a job is going to take you. Like you never know. Don't be too proud or, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you got to remember to humble yourself in different positions. Like, you know, some people probably got into that career thinking, ah, I'm just going to go for low riders and stuff. Ah, cars for kids. Nah, I'm exactly. Not, yeah. I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. not, that's not worth my time right now. Like, yeah. but you never know where, where those connections and those, you know, yeah, those connections are going to take you because like you seen, cars for kids got you uh porsche and lamborghini like yeah Jesus. it's it, <laughs> yeah it's crazy it was a surreal moment right like mm -hmm. uh that's when i was like okay this is this is gonna be a, a big deal okay um and is this but, around the time that the workload was getting too much for the partner yeah uh once we started working with lamborghini and like i wanted to pivot outside of cars too mm -hmm. um so we were doing like conventions and uh all these random pop-up shops too um just to you know broaden our audience okay and so yeah, you were just accepting any work anything that was popping up that had to do with cars you guys were trying to be there <laughs> i was gonna to say it. not anything but yeah pretty much anything because <laughs> I, I will say a story because like uh yeah I, I took a job where i was filming at a senior citizen home and oh wow wait where, where was this in the career too was this you know after porsche and lamborghini or is this yeah yeah oh wow okay so you went full humble that's that's awesome i love to hear that i, I mean yeah there's i mean i'm no matter what i do it's like i'm, I'm no better than anybody else you know i, mm -hmm. I don't think that because everybody has a need of 
uh, of a creative. And I'm just, I'm wanting to be able to bring that to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was at a senior, well, basically these seniors, they were, uh, they specialize in doing like karaoke at specific events. <laughs> and cool. at the time it was like two grand easily, you know, for one night's work. Wow. And just to film them uh, with the karaoke? Yeah, just to film them. <laughs> and um, it was like at a local like Chili's restaurant or something like that. <laughs> and dope. I love it. I set up my tripod and then I was trying to be like, like three other camera guys uh, in different angles. Mm-hmm. And it was stressful because, you know, you want to make sure you get all the shots you want. You, you know, I was doing photos and videos at the same time. Then oh, wow. I had to edit it. And then I had to do all the graphics and stuff. And yeah, uh, I got two grand out of that. Then we had another job that my business partner was supposed to do. And uh, he just bailed. He ghosted. Um, <laughs> just no, no risk. So when you mean ghosted, like no responding to text, no response. Like he disappeared, just, like just fell off the just, mat. Yeah. Uh, cause I was getting calls from clients saying like, Hey, where's a, where's so-and-so? Cause we need the videos and stuff now. And I was like, I, I don't know, man. Like I, I wasn't <laughs> a part of that. Um, and how old so are you I, at this time again? So in, in this company right here during this time, how old were you? I was 23. Wow. Yeah. That's, and that's yeah. something big to like notate that you were 23. You had just started up your own business. Like yeah. you had went from nine to five jobs up until then. And now here yeah. you are running your own thing, working for yourself. It was a tough beat, right? Like I had mm-hmm. to sacrifice a lot. Um, there was like a lot of failures for sure. Yeah. We even had the opportunity to work with K1 Speed. Um, and like, shout out to them. They were, uh, the biggest help for me. And I'll say this kind of transitioning to, um, my move out here, mm-hmm. uh, was, yeah, I was doing stuff for, for those seniors and then, um, for K1 speed and we got paid for that. And my business, my business partner goes to me, disappeared, whatever. So okay. I just took that money. You're like mine then, bro. You're yeah. not getting a piece of this. This is, I was like, this is cause I was doing damage control the whole time. And I was like, I am, I am. You know, I need to get paid for this. I don't want to look bad. I don't want my business name to look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if he looked bad. Yeah. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to last. So I had to hang it up after all our clients were done. Okay. So I, so or I, you knew it wasn't I, sustainable for you to be doing this alone by yourself. Exactly. It was, okay. uh, it was already stressful, you know, doing that one shoot alone. Oh, wow. Um, so I took the money that I got from K1 Speed. And I took the money from that shoot and uh, just took it and moved out here to LA, took a chance. I was sleeping on my friend's couch uh, for a while, trying to figure things out. Then fortunately, the person who uh, hooked me up with a job at Jim Henson's was looking for a roommate, stayed okay. with them. That helped out a lot. And I lived out in the Valley, so it was a lot cheaper than, you know, mid city and stuff. Okay. It was a very dramatic journey, um, nonetheless. But yeah, and and it shows people that it's not just a straight line. Like your your journey and your your process is never just a straight line. You know, for the majority of us, it's a grind. It's a hustle mm-hmm. every single day. You know, it's not being afraid to you know downsize, sleep on couches. You know, stay with friends and stuff like that. Just while you're in your process and while yeah. you're progressing. And it's it's like how you're saying you you want to stay humble, stay true to who you are, and um, 
don't be afraid to take some of these minuscule tasks. Like you never know how much it's going to help in the long run. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that I still uh, relate to that I've done in the past because it shows my growth, you know, and people rather see that because a lot of times what I'll receive when I'm doing interviews and stuff is, uh, you know, straight out of college, more or less like entitled and, Mm -hmm it's doing some cookie cutter project we see on a regular basis but how do you do something that's different how do you express something that is your own Mm -hmm. um that's what that's what we want to see okay do you uh do you feel like finding your own work comes with the struggle up through you know your process wouldn't be what it is now without your struggle that you went through in your process and your journey yeah 100%. Yeah, it also helped me develop like patience, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times when you're working with clientele, uh, like the designer's joke is always like, we always get the backseat driver, you know, and you got all the the client that wants to be behind you telling you what they want. And yeah, exactly. And you're gonna get that more than 100% of the time. (laughs) But you got to develop a patience. And then you got to develop that, like I said, use your support to kind of communicate that you want to be able to build a relationship without risking any fault. Okay. What are some of the adversities you faced? And uh, let's say like your first mistake and how did you handle that? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. Uh, which one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is good because people try to win the game of life being, you know, 10-0 when really it's supposed to be, yeah. you know, 59 57 (laughs) yeah you know people want people want that undefeated record and it's like Mm -hmm. that's impossible man like there's always going to be somebody that's better than you and but then there's always going to be somebody that you can help um but i think the biggest thing that i've worked on personally um that is forever going to motivate me to not make any more mistakes was (laughs) when i was working on (laughs) when i was working on guitar hero um that was like my first big solo project okay basically and it doesn't sound like anything flashy uh but i you know when you buy guitar hero it comes with a pamphlet of like how you can connect your guitar to your consoles and stuff okay yeah and people don't think anything of it uh but there's a lot of things you got to account for like color correction you got to safe areas uh bleeding areas for when it's for print Mm -hmm. uh true blacks uh like all these things and localizations which is like a pain in the ass because if you do it for united states which everything is in english when you translate everything over to spanish or chinese or whatever Mm -hmm. your whole format goes all over the place oh so it just fucks up everything you just did (laughs) yeah so it's taken me weeks and weeks and hours and hours just doing this and when i did it there was a misprint uh where i didn't account for the safe area the bleed and it it cut off on the edge and i was like gosh shit and this shipped out worldwide oh damn and uh, i got in trouble for it you know it was super embarrassing um and i had to use a program i didn't even know or like i didn't really perfect so Mm -hmm. in my head you know in my ignorance i was just like oh everything is done in photoshop but there's illustrator there's indesign there's after effects there's all these programs that you think you don't have to touch but it's good to have some knowledge of it Mm -hmm. so they threw me an indesign and so it's not being a master of it it's like just being good enough in those things yeah and you kind of realize once you start using like like me trying to master photoshop and then 
learning all these different programs, they kind of just translate in the same way. Like mm. you just needed to do what it needs to do for you. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when uh, they try to replicate what other people are doing. Ah, uh, okay. When you're trying to copy instead of create your own thing, that's when you. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, you know, copy and paste is different in Illustrator, but that's all I need to do. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, uh, that's all I need to learn. I don't need to learn all the other logistics of things, but. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they threw so, you in there. Yeah. They threw me, threw me in the trenches and I thought I was ready, but I wasn't. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so there was a misprint. It shipped out worldwide and you know, I, I got a slap on the wrist. Uh, yeah, there was just a lot of pressure and you know, the dumb thing about that too is, uh, they did like this whole statistics things of like how effective it was. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, people just threw it in the trash anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just toss it <laughs> so, in the trash anyway. No yeah, one even saw that. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. I'll get coworkers. They'll send me like videos of them throwing in the trash. And I was like, all right. Well, <laughs> like they would send uh, you pictures of that? Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> Tara. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey. Like it, it is your it is, your but, two months of work, <laughs> <laughs> like my blood, sweat, and tears on like something so stupid. Oh um, my god! But you got to think it's like it's important to somebody, and I have to keep reminding myself that like it's not it's not a fun task. I'm getting paid, you know. Mm. It's it's good on my portfolio for sure, even if it was a mistake. Um, but I I know not to make that mistake again. Like even if that was like a major success, that's what I was afraid of. Where uh, I would just get lost into it. Yeah. It's like cool, I did something for Guitar Hero. Like that's it. I'm done. Like this is the peak. You know? <laughs> like I'm putting that uh, on IG. I'm good. Yeah, I'm like, that's it. like I'm gonna show you how all y'all connect your fucking <laughs> guitars. Um, you know, you gotta pick up and 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 move on and learn from your mistakes. Okay. Uh, but so so yeah, how did you uh, how did you handle that afterwards? Moving forward. Yeah, afterwards, I was, you know, much more careful. Uh, any downtime that I had, like, like how we were just talking about before, it's like, take the time to learn the programs, the, the, your specialties, right? Because mm -hmm. when you're starting off as like a junior designer, you're kind of thrown into, a, especially in a corporate business, um, you'll be put into a very niche expertise. Um, like when I was working at gaming, I was doing screenshots which is like weird, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're just taking pictures of like in-game assets and then it'll be on the back of the box. Uh, then there's other people who specializes in packaging. So um, you want to be able to hone into your craft and not perfect it, but at least master it. Like, you mm -hmm. know, the do's and don'ts, do your best practices, due diligence. Of, so that way you don't come across those mistakes as I did. Because when mm -hmm. I went just full force, with full confidence you know <laughs> you're like of, i got the job i don't need the yeah. they, they're just, hiring me because of my talents yeah you know my my charm <laughs> uh but that should just bit me in the ass and uh yeah just like continue to continue to grow continue to like don't take the downtime for granted obviously take care of yourself but mm -hmm. if you have the time to learn something go learn something because i think what i hear a lot is excuses okay the scary thing with this day and age with social media, you see what people are doing and what they're going through, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes. And that can be fabricated for sure. But yeah, of course. It's, it's highlight reels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to post 
an ugly selfie of me that you crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're like hurting the brand. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm taking 20 selfies too before I post that. Bad boy, so. uh, but you know, you you also, yeah, you want to show you want to show your real self. At the same time, it's like don't feel pressured to uh, be a part of that society. Like, like I said, in my younger twenties, I didn't really get to enjoy the, the younger days and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, all I was doing was working while everybody was doing their thing. And I was always getting that FOMO, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm learning so much more for my needs that eventually brought me to where I'm at now. And yeah, I'm still course. doing it. I have a, I have a little analogy. I call it gym reps. Learning new, lo- new knowledge is like repetitions in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you want to get bigger biceps, you got to get those reps in. You want to get abs, you got to eat healthy, you got to do crunches. So making sure that you're in shape, so to speak, in the yep. field that you're in, making sure that you have the abs, make sure that you know how to do all these, you know, not being a master at them, but you're, you've worked out in that field. You've yeah. you know, brushed up your, your skills on it. So, you know, you're not just mm-hmm. walking off the couch all out of shape, like how you did for a garage band. Like, ah, I'm just going to walk off, off the couch. I got it. <laughs> yeah. But that, I, that, I think that's a perfect analogy because, and then that kind of goes to like, Hey, you work out to how you feel is fit for you. Right. Like yeah. I want to look good. I want to look good for myself. Like I want the shoulders that I want, but mm-hmm. I, I can't be as big as like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like Stallone or whatever, you know? Yeah, but of course. That's, that's me comparing myself to the other people. But if I work out and I'm happy with who I am and my body and, and my work, like mm-hmm. that's what's most important, right? That's perfect. That's that, that's a perfect line right there. Question I wanted to ask is uh, for people looking to get into the art field, could you explain a little bit about how you did it and bullet, bullet points that they could follow to make their journey a little bit easier, you know, avoid some of the pitfalls you went through or to manage their expectations in the field? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if you could put it on bullet point list, like one through five, this is, this will make your journey a hell of a hot, uh, a lot easier. You know, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go down a rabbit hole. Let's see. This is a device. This is, this is you talking to the people right now. You know, the no, aspiring I mean, artists right now. <laughs> oh, I want to do what he does. Like the thing, the thing that I tell people, especially that I try to mentor and I don't think I'm anything crazy either, you know, like mm. everybody has their own roads that they travel, but I can't stress it enough when I tell people that they need to take their time. Okay. Um, time. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times we'll rush into their dream scenario, right? Like oh, I'm, I'm making it big. I'm doing this. I'm working for this, but you know, you got to take your time and learn from your experiences. Yeah. Take everything that you do with you. Like I said, like me talking about uh, shooting for the, the senior citizens, like I still take that to this day. Like yeah. I, I don't forget that no matter how farther I, I come, you know? Mm-hmm. You remember those yeah. those moments in your life where you took something like that job and it turned into something else. Yeah. Bigger. Like, so you have the blueprint of it happening. So yeah, you can exactly. you can pay that forward to other people. Like, yo, don't don't turn down any job. Do whatever you can. Get those yeah, reps yeah. in. You'll definitely get to a point where you are able to say no to certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you want things to be catered to how you want to be presented. Because if okay. I were to do it now, like, yeah, it'd be a little bit, be a little bit different. And also because, like, I don't have the time to do yeah. something like that as much as I would want to help. But yeah, I, I would also tell people to not 
get overly excited uh about a big a big project obviously you know you want to celebrate your win mm-hmm. um but you got to think about what's next like what do i got to do to keep this uh, this train going how long and, do you think you celebrate your wins like you get a big job you crush it how long do you focus on it uh man i for me personally i mm-hmm. i'm i keep it going oh, okay it's just like a okay cool it's done yeah next thing up like just recently i did something for uh for the weekend and congratulations was, bro i saw that too <laughs> yeah nice yeah and that, that was like a big deal for me because i've always been a fan of the weekend and like even with my story coming up like his albums kept coming with me <laughs> like, oh yeah you know damn. I mean? beauty behind the madness was when i moved out to la and then Starboy was when i left to my other job and then like now i'm like actually working or doing something for the weekend i was like it's 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 crazy but it was nothing that's I surreal could ever, right there yeah it was nothing i can ever imagine it was just you know great people with great support and i continue to build that relationship with people um but yeah so, so you're it, on to the next and that's what helps you stay grounded as well is yeah because as soon as i was done with that i was like i gotta i gotta see what's next you know i gotta keep it mm-hmm. going um it's like you, you want to go with that momentum okay um obviously pause every once in a while because when you're juggling too much and it's just kind of giving a cadence of of building your portfolio Mm -hmm. when i was building my portfolio and this is like the most important thing is please build your portfolio like don't (laughs) wait portfolio yeah like don't (laughs) wait that's like a pet peeve of mine where people wait for a job in order for them to build their portfolio just Mm. just make stuff okay put stuff out like you know people get worried about I only get 12 likes versus somebody who does like a shitty drawing and only, and they get like thousands of likes. Like, mm-hmm. Stop comparing yourself to it. Yeah, exactly. Because at the end of the day, you're taking care of yourself and it's your life. Like maybe those people buy bots or whatever, you know, um, you know, sex sells. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but continue to build your portfolio because stuff that you just do straight out of college and nothing else after that like we know how much it's dated and we want to see that you continue so you can you can see that by just looking at that like looking at somebody's work you can pretty much tell yeah for sure Uh, you know i've gone through so many interviews and portfolios and and credit to them but you want to be able to sell yourself and coming out of college or just getting into this at entry level is 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 hard Mm -hmm. but and this might be a weird tip on, on the inside, but when I was doing interviews and stuff, my a, a thing that I always tell myself in the head is that, do I want to sit down and have a beer with this person? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're going to be with each other for more than eight hours. We're going to see each other more than we see our friends and family. And, yeah. Um, and I think that also translates into collaboration. It's like, am I able to not only sit down and get a beer with you, for when we celebrate and when we just wind down, but are you able to have my back when we're all in the trenches? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, there's a lot of art directors that I've worked with who just send down the work to the little people and then they sit back in their bunker and then like reap all the rewards. And I vowed myself to never do that. Mm-hmm. And it's done me good so far. Obviously there's people who are going to, you know, fight you and screw you over or however, but that's all people's personal agendas. Yeah. Um, but for me, like as an art director, I will get down in the trenches with, with anybody. Genuine con- and, connections. Yeah. I cannot stress it enough that it is important. Um, and yeah. And going get you back way to, farther than, you know, fucking people over. And 
Yeah, because I, I think that's the idea of of networking the way people will think it is. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to uh, this career event and then just hand out my business cards and somebody will call, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, this builds it in a way where I was saying like uh, with Cars for Kids, because they knew me genuinely and they trusted me as a person. Hopefully they thought they can sit down and grab a beer with me. They know that they can pay it forward without having to worry about it, you know? Great. Okay. So we have portfolio, we have time. Don't rush to the dream scenario. Okay. You know, you want to, you want to stand out the crowd. You want to be able to maintain your composure and your character, but mm -hmm. with professionalism, like how we grew up, you know, it was, it was very different of like different types of people that we know mm -hmm. and a different uh, mindset and, and expression. So it's like carrying that into the professional field was was difficult at mm -hmm. first so you kind of have to 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 balance it because you know i can't go into a meeting all willy-nilly and stuff like there is stakeholders there are executives there are mm -hmm. important people that you've got to think about um that you don't take personal mm -hmm. um and i think that's the biggest thing that hits creative where if we go into a you know brainstorming session and we all hone into an idea and I make something, I spend my time and I'm very proud of it. Mm -hmm. And then we all get into this meeting with stakeholders and executives. And then they just come back to me like, nope, this is shit like, on it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, this does not, this is not what we wanted. This looks like shit, yada, yada, yada. And one biggest thing that I've learned throughout the years is just, you know, building that exterior. Um, Learning that how armor. to take no. <clears throat> yeah, because like, I don't take it don't take it as any offense. That's just like, again, creative is subjective. That's just their thoughts. And yeah. maybe their thoughts is just like marketing. I was like, this doesn't fit into what our needs are, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you as a creator suck. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, cool. Like the way I see it, this is still going on my portfolio. And <laughs> by all means, like, if you don't want to use it, don't use it. But mm -hmm. I'm still proud of the stuff that I did more than half the time. That's, that's what happens. Um, so never take things personal. It's like always take the work that you do, whether it goes public or not, as something of value and throw mm -hmm. it into your portfolio. Another no learning step. Yeah. And, and also uh, not not dictating your 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 craft by the nose of others. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Cause I know people who take stuff personal that it at the end of the day it, it, I've seen people get fired over it. Um, I've seen people you know, just up and leave and quit. It's like, you know, don't, don't give up on it. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on what's going on. Just keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the last thing is careful how much you juggle. Um, <laughs> uh, I definitely, you know, had too many stuff on my, uh, my shoulders when I was trying to do, you know, videos and photos and editing and graphics and, all this stuff. Uh, I eventually had to just tone it down and just go into graphic design and start from there and then mm -hmm. gradually grow up to, to, to what I can handle, mm -hmm. but don't go all in at once. Yeah, of course not. I mean, it was a steady progression for you to, yeah. from where you started to the position you're at now, years have passed. And, you know, that's, that's the downfall of a lot of people is they want it now. They want to, the success now, they want to flex now. They want to be able to post about it now on their Instagram. They're not thinking about oh, yeah. five, six, seven years from now where you can be, all the work you're doing now is putting you in a position to be happy as hell with your life. 
you know, five, six, seven years from now, yeah, you do um, skip and pass on the short term fun and the short term, you know, the FOMO. You, you skip yeah. on the, the short term fun for long term happiness. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would have liked to go on that uh, Grand Canyon trip, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, we're going to go. Again. Well, I don't think uh, we're going to go to the Grand Canyon. I don't know about that. No, that's okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're not going there. We're going to do something it, yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, you heard about that trip. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that trip. But after all this is over, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I mean, especially like a, t- a time like quarantine, like, you know, not to talk about that, but it's. Now yeah, we can, we can touch on that a bit. How are you dealing with that this specific time, like within your craft, in your field? Like, how is your industry being hit by Corona? I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, creative is all digital at this point, right? mm-hmm. and you can still do some physical stuff too, which is nice. Um, oh wow! But yeah, before what we were doing, we were uh, creating a lot of stuff for events. Uh, so like advertising and all this stuff and once this corona hit everything had turned digital so there was much more reliant in us and fast turnaround times and quick successions of just we need to put out content content mm-hmm. content you know and so you guys are the superheroes right now for, uh, your, for your industry sure. it's like everybody's <laughs> relying on you guys to get this stuff out to do the art to you know yeah it, it's and it's great because I'm, I'm not only am i i'm trying to be cognizant of what i say (laughs) Uh, you're like i still got Uh, jobs (laughs) (laughs) but i i'm also helping like my previous job so basically i'm working like two jobs okay um as as another director because it's hard to transition this type of role everybody is very reliant in this industry for content Mm -hmm. and once it's so it's like fascinating when you take away like the public socializing of all this okay that how much it is reliant on uh instagram posts facebook ads uh any possible like even zoom interactions like you know yeah it's it's, it's crazy i'm in and out of meetings like all the time i'm freelancing on my do you own think time. you're you're more efficient now during this time than you were when you know life was our term of normal <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You know, I like or I'm, as efficient as you were. Like you, you ain't losing no, no efficiency since Corona hit. No, I, if anything, I'm I'm more efficient just because like I I'm I'm forced to sit down on my mm-hmm. desk and 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 do all this because you know I'm not perfect. I would go out. I want to drink. I want to. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I want to relax. Know. Yeah, I want to live it up too, and I think that's important for everybody to do. Okay. Um, but it's definitely made me a much more like I, I think maybe week three or week four I was kind of going crazy because all I was doing was just working. Again, you got you got to mix it up and you got to take the time to learn something. Now's as good as any other time. Keep talking to people that are also creative or the things that you want to do. Like find people that motivate you. What do you? What's your advice for um, artists right now uh, in Corona? What they should be doing to build up their portfolio and you know with their downtime just, just be creating stuff. right just make yeah it. i i will say like back then when i first started uh don't be afraid just to even make something fake and i think that that might be a problem for some people because they don't want to run through anything like legally mm-hmm. um like just mock up a full campaign ad campaign for coca-cola or you know oh, wow. do do something that you are passionate about mm-hmm. uh that fits into your industry 
if I was getting into gaming or like electronics and stuff, I remember I used to cut up like video game trailers or like all these stuff and just make like a quick music video out of it. Obviously, oh, that, that doesn't sound like anything flashy or cool, but it helped me learn what the process was and mm-hmm. it helped me learn what editors have to go through. I was able to sell that I knew that demographic right so it's just like just keep creating like don't be afraid to be out there Uh um because you know what i've been seeing as a common issue especially with instagram is is that clout you know yeah Uh, people will draw people because they look pretty and all this stuff yeah of course it's easy to get uh, a instagram model yeah yeah, get a picture of her and then blow up (laughs) it's yeah it's stuff like that and then that's a good way of networking but then you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into like a niche market like all Mm -hmm. you're drawing is just models and stuff yeah and um like i did that i i I got stuck drawing you know dogs because everybody loved dogs (laughs) you're like this is good marketing everybody wants a dog (laughs) yeah exactly everybody wants pets people will pay crazy amount of money for uh a a painting of their dog um fascinating yeah, because I I rather paint their dogs rather paint themselves. Because like when you know I'll get I'll get people all the time when they're just like, oh, can you paint me? It's like well, like no, I'm not gonna paint you if it's not for like a purpose though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like if you just want a, a mural of yourself, then it's no. like what is what are you gonna do with that? Like, are you just gonna? <laughs> yeah. Can you um, just paint me on a throne, <laughs> life size? <laughs> yeah, like I want to be sitting down for four days doing that you know Um, jesus and you know i that's where i think you have the ability to be picky about what you do because if all i do is just instagram models or dogs all the time it's like Mm -hmm. what is that what does my portfolio look like then i'm just a a dog expert or you know all this okay the industry Um, will put you in that that little box if that's yeah. what your portfolio is full of or if that's what the, the work you're concentrating on is like okay this guy is the dog and model guy and okay this guy yeah. is the fruit guy and this guy is the so it's having a diverse diversifying your portfolio doing exactly everything. so i i will say an example of, and i guess I'll, I'll say names on this one like a good point in professionalism where when i was just doing years of like work for call of duty right mm-hmm. and this was a crazy moment where I knew that I was at a peak of my career because, you know, when you see the credits roll in uh, Call of Duty, like Infinite Warfare or something like that, and, and I see my name, I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. You're like, like, I made it. I did it. I made it, you know, I did it. <laughs> Your and, boy's on COD. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, I'll go back, like, to the people who still support me, like, back in the hood and stuff. They, they always, they tell me this all the time. It's like, oh shit you made it out the hood, man. Like you really did it. Like, and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I didn't think any, I didn't think anything of it. But then when you think of my career in that sense, like all I was doing was just military, like militia stuff for COD. Right. Yeah. So when I'm trying to apply to a place that specializes in TV and film and like nonprofits even, and all they see that I just have military icons and just like <laughs> uh, like camo gears and like all this stuff like it doesn't it doesn't translate to them mm, you know? got you so they, why would they don't necessarily they do? care about you know oh you did some military stuff for call of duty yeah like, and it, it no matter how much of a big of a franchise or how big i thought i was too it's like uh, there's other people who's like the hell is call of duty what the hell like i don't care about <laughs> games or whatever it's like i was like okay that's when I realized I was like, I got to do something different. I got to really, like you said, diversify my, my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. And uh, wrapping up here, I wanted to know what is your favorite thing about what you do right now? Uh, Reedifying everything that we've been talking about is just the networking has been, I think, the most absolute joy of all this mm -hmm. um, because I'm learning from people who have been in the industry longer than I have. Uh, I've been working with people who are just about to get into the industry and um, and just hearing everybody's stories, just kind of like how we're doing here. Like I'm just one story out of this bigger, you know, pond. Yeah, I can go through different horror stories. I can go through different other instances that I've gone through that has really uh, paved the way for me and where I've, I've been. And mm -hmm. it really continues to motivate me to stay creative and give back any way that I can. And, you know, sometimes I'll, that'll bite me in the ass because you don't want to be too kind about the things that you do. You know, you want to okay. be able to stand, you, you want to be able to stand up for yourself. So don't ever, I want, I want to know how to like phrase this. this don't let people take your kindness for weakness. Exactly. Right. Take yeah. Advantage like, of it. Yeah. And then that will, that will happen a lot because you know, how many times do I get people signing in my DM saying, Hey, uh, can you make me a logo? And I, and I try to tell them, all right, what's the marketing purposes and what are the prices and all this stuff? And they're immediately, they're just like, I'm not going uh, to do it for free. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. there's like logistics behind a lot of things. And, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm glad that there's a platform for us to have that freedom and that ability. Um, so it's like, go at it. Like, don't be afraid to be creative. Just keep doing what you got to do. And, uh, yeah, just don't stop. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people pump the brakes sometimes, but um, because keep on they that feel gas. ultimately just keep keep creating. Yeah, I remember um, you said something when I was talking to you uh, before that you couldn't, you can't imagine where you're at today thinking back at like your journey. It's still hard for you to believe where you're at right now. No, nah, yeah. I, I, the thing that I keep seeing the most is that I, I should have been in the military. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, I would have been in the military right now. Yeah, like, hope. I, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm, I'm grateful and I'm still going to hone into my craft and uh, do the best that I can. You know, I, I don't, I don't seek for perfection because there's, there's no way you can ever be perfect in, in any type of situation. Mm. Um, you can only be your best self and, that's what you got to do. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do the things that you want to do for yourself and know what you're worth. Cause I will say if I, when I started, I didn't know what I was worth. I, I thought it was worthless. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was just making, I was just making small stuff like that. I yeah. didn't think mattered to me. Uh, you know, I kept fucking up, whatever, mm -hmm. but you learn from it. And, and when you stay humble and you know what journey that you've gone through and don't take anything for granted, like, once you know your value, you're able to sell yourself to so many other people that, you know, that you need to show them your value because nobody else is going to show it for you. And your work is going to speak to it and you should be able to speak the test to your work yeah, with, with ease. Because you lived yeah. it and you, you progressed through your journey. Yeah, it shouldn't be anything like, you know, I'm going to study for the next two days before this interview. So that way I can like say all the keywords and the buzzwords that people want to hear. <laughs> it's like, I rather hear for me personally, when, when I'm interviewing somebody, it's like, I want to hear the real you because yeah. that's how I know I'm going to get the real work. Cause if you tell me some corporate 
propaganda stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you you can sniff it out right away. You're like, yeah, oh, just shit, like this nah. Is, this is rehearsed. I'm, this is I'm a lie. Yeah, yeah. Believe okay. me, I've been there. I said it before too. So <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I've been there before too. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it comes with learning. You're like, ah, okay, that didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, that's a lot of keynotes, especially. Uh, yeah, just taking your time. Uh, making sure that you're staying true to yourself and your own journey, um, not focusing on what other people have going on, just focusing on your own work and your own progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, like you did, the, you have the reflection at the end of the day. Here you are six years later, you know, looking at your all the work that you've done from, you know, six years ago when, you know, you were still here in SD, thinking about going joining the military and, you know, going off on a whole different path in life. And uh, yeah, here you are now, like winning, <laughs> still in the trenches, I, you know, working with yeah, the weekend. Man, it's, <laughs> it's still a constant grind. And like, yeah, like I always like seek opportunities like that and, um, you know, er, try to keep every day exciting, even mm-hmm. though like even if I was working on something for the weekend, like if I'm working on, you know, drawing on somebody's dog, I should continue to have fun. Like my two biggest statements that i always tell people it's just like take your time and have fun with it Mm -hmm. if you're not having fun with it then it's not going to reflect off your work and other people when they see it they're not going to have fun with it either like the more and more you keep doing it the more and more people can tell whether this is like forced this is something that you're just daunting to do but Mm -hmm. if you're having fun with it and you're enjoying it then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks you're doing it for yourself oh that's awesome that's that's an awesome thing to end the podcast on. I want to thank you for joining me, man. What we do now, well, what I've been trying to do afterwards is like quick fire rapid questions. You ready for that? Yeah. <laughs> Before ending it out, all right, it's quick fire rapid questions. First thing that comes to mind. All right, you ready? Sure. Okay, first one up. If you had to start from scratch, what would you be doing? I had to start from scratch, what would I be doing? Yeah. Uh, working on my portfolio and... Uh, mastering one program first okay if you could work with anyone who would it be dead or alive uh, dead or alive oh mm-hmm. man uh i think i personally want to work with aaron draplin he's a very uh iconic designer illustrator designer okay uh, uh yeah it's just amazing i would recommend getting his book okay uh, your favorite place your work has taken you Ooh. Um, there we go. I think when I was working at Call of Duty, I think it was, it wasn't anywhere like specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just opened up the opportunities to work with, uh, with people that I never thought I would be working with. Like, uh, I did some photo shoots for Ken Jong and Method Man and even flew a plane, uh, a World War II plane with veterans. Like, it, Damn. it was just such a crazy experience. Um, crazy to know where that took me. Um, so it wasn't anywhere specific. If it was anywhere specific, I um, New York. <laughs> You're like, yeah, New York. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's your favorite person you've worked with so far? Ooh, um, I, as somebody as I can just think of recently mm-hmm. is uh, is Little Dicky. Oh, okay, Little Dicky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what did you uh, do exactly for the thing? Because I seen it on Hulu. I seen his show yeah. on Hulu. And he's like coming out uh, of his boxers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so there's two different like a department on that. There's like yeah. the uh, uh, like FX department who, you know, the channel that provides that mm-hmm. does all that. 
and then they normally hire an agency to do like all their social media and their uh like end slates for intros and outros okay um i don't know how much i can say but um we basically did all the social posts and um if you when you're watching it on live tv uh there'll be like an introduction of just saying like hey you know next up is dave Mm -hmm. you know it's for mature audience and all this stuff yeah Uh, there's like these little graphics that you'll see is is the stuff that that i worked on there we go yeah but yeah all right deserted island question here we go deserted island you can only bring one thing with you food is taken care of of course so you can only bring uh, one thing with you to pass your time. <laughs> Coconuts, crabs, <laughs> and Wilson, the soccer ball. Oh, uh, Wilson too. Yeah, okay. I got a homie with me too. <laughs> um, so one thing to pass your time. What do you bring? I want to say I want to say my iPad. Is that is that allowed? Because yeah, that, yeah, I mean, we it's got solar panels on the back. This well, is imaginary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like I think my my my, my sketchpad. If I was saying like that, right? Like okay. Um, I think it's always therapeutic for me to to draw, and I try to keep it as in therapy when I do mm. work, even whether it be professionally or for my own. And there's times I just like to write, you know, cause that's okay. like a different, different world for me. Mm-hmm. Writing. Um, I'm not a great writer. I barely Same, speak, man. I barely speak good English. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, like I, I liked jotting down my ideas and uh, okay. uh, it's, it's definitely therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's, that's something that, um, that I've been trying to get better at as well, because yeah, horrible. I mean, our school, you know, man, our school that we went to, they just kind of push you forward. They don't care. What are you it's talking just, about? Dude? <laughs> they, just, they just push us forward. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, writing has always been my weakest point, like grammar, spelling. Oh my God. So yeah, that, that's why I started a podcast. I'm like, I can speak. Like I worked on my speaking Dude. skills. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you got great speaking skills. Uh, speaking skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of sometimes I always wish I was the the Asian that knew math. Not selling uh, racism. Like <laughs> but you know, it's just like you're like so easy. Because I, I will say, like when I'm like going out in in the world now, and when they because there's. <laughs> There's a specific type of people that I get into design and I'm not trying to like stereotype or anything, but mm. I remember when I was working and there were all the accounting people uh, that were mostly Asians and <laughs> they would come down to the basement to where all the creatives were. And they would like give me the side eye. It's just like, is he? Like, what are you doing down supposed here? To be? Yeah, it's like, you're not supposed to be here. And it's like, you know, with a room full of like white people or whatever. It's like, <laughs> but yeah man that's it for the rapid fire questions and yeah man i, w- I also want to thank you for uh for coming on the podcast and yeah thank you and uh yeah and, if, if you know my i just want to say thank you to like a couple of people too. yeah 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 man and uh this is your before that i wanted to, to let you know you know for <laughs> me you know put it on wax that yeah i am proud <laughs> of you man for uh for uh being out there following your passion i mean uh, i've always kept track of the progression of your work have been loving seeing you know from where you came from to where you're at now like it blows my mind and i just want to say yeah i'm proud of you man that that you're an inspiration not only to uh, other people that aren't doing it but like for me myself getting on a new journey um the first thing like you said is surround yourself with creatives and um and in my opinion people that are actually out there doing it 
that I can, you know, draw energy from as well as get advice and, you know, also come to you and let you know when I'm, you know, not feeling it right now or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about giving up and stuff like that. Um, you can, your story, your consistent grind is a, is a real inspiration to, to, you know, me and, you know, hopefully to others that are trying to get into the field, man. So I want to thank you for always, you know, following your passion, continuing the posts, continuing the grind, continuing to, you know, just hustle your ass off every day. You know, even though when you're having a FOMO when we're going to the Grand Canyon, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all Bro, good. I see you at parties I gotta... too. I see your Instagram. You be at parties. You popping champagne. I see you. Nah, man. man nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. That's work. That's, that's that work. Doesn't do that doesn't compare to Mother Nature, man. Come on. Like, uh, yeah. No, I mean, thank you. Like, I, I'm, I'm so happy to see that you're doing this. Like your charisma and your charm like i think it's the perfect platform for you like I, i'm super excited for you know us working together and you know seeing more out of you like this is i'm genuinely genuinely excited dude hey thanks um, bro yeah dude like i keep keep going at it and like i said like you're not alone in this uh, as, as far as creative goes like mm. we're all in this together you know yeah um, that's good to hear man thank you yeah for sure and um yeah i just wanted to like yeah and get get to um this is your opportunity go ahead and plug it plug your uh your website your instagram what you're doing right now give the people a little bit of knowledge about you and where they can find you and you know check out what you're doing yeah uh you can uh find me on instagram at d navasak d-n-a-v-a-s-a-k uh feel free to dm me anytime if anybody has any questions um yeah um just continue to put out some new content there's going to be a lot of cool stuff uh on the way that i can't really say right now but okay um yeah and i just i, I think ultimately when you know thank thank you for the support and listening and uh i do want to thank all the essential workers and first responders and doctors and nurses and delivery service people right now i know a few people who are just in the front lines um kyle crystal jamie people i know who are like in a day in day out like doing doing their hardest like much more crazier stuff than what i'm doing mm -hmm. and um yeah just stay safe stay home check in with your loved ones you know now's a good time to check in on each other and uh we'll get through this together hopefully uh see everybody soon there we go yeah this is an interesting time man when we come out the other side it's going to be fascinating to look back on you know uh i know it is unfortunate for the people that this has uh impacted and people that have lost loved ones yeah um i i am this is also giving a lot of people an opportunity to step outside of their their normal lives and do things mm -hmm. that they would have never done if corona wasn't here if you weren't forced to stay in your house if you weren't forced to be around your family and you know yeah. to switch what your normal life is um so a lot of people learning a lot of new things about themselves yeah which is sure. great but yeah man thank you for coming on um yeah here we go keep grinding keep hustling <laughs> Thank you, man. No worries, man. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody enjoyed that episode. If you got anything from that episode or you were just entertained, can you do me a favor and rate the episode down below on whatever platform you're listening to it on and leave comments for me. I love reading the comments um, and let me know any suggestions that you might have for the show. Uh, thanks for being on this journey with me, guys.
Yeah.